This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the War Vessel Radio podcast, kicking off episode 25. I'm just so thankful to... for to the Lord and for my listeners for uh, just supporting this podcast and um, just I know I couldn't do it without the Lord and just grateful to be at episode 25 which represents right around 25 weeks of of recording an episode um, give or take so that's really exciting and just blessed by that so and kind of the starting and kicking off episode 25, um, I've decided I'm going to start a little mini-series here, probably about a three-part series is what I'm expecting, but who knows, it could go further than that. Um, and I'm sorry, it's just me uh, for now. But I have talks in the works with um, a buddy coming on to talk, and uh, that should be exciting. We're trying to figure out a topic that would be good for us to discuss and one that's led by the spirit. So just praying about that and hopefully, um, hopefully Lord willing, that will be something that happens in the future. So yeah, anyway, so starting this new mini series and I've named, I've titled it confess him. And this is coming from uh, a little bit of the journey through scripture for me over the last couple of weeks and some messages that I've listened to over the last few days. Um, and just a deeper stirring of the Lord and just growing in, in Him and the things I'm learning. So, yeah, excited to be sharing what I feel the Lord has put on my heart and mind to, to share with you. So, John 12, 42 to 50 is where I've been spending my time over the last couple of days just reading and um, dwelling. Um, so that's what I'm going to be focusing on, and then I'll, I'll share... Uh, some of my points from this. So let me read uh, these eight verses quickly, um, and then we'll dive in. A little background. Uh, this is coming f- after the triumphal entry. Um, Jesus has predicted his death on the cross, um, and he's talking to the people, and at, at some point he ends up having a discussion with uh, some f- rulers and the Pharisees, And so that's kind of where this passage starts out. So it says, verse 42 of chapter 12, Nevertheless, among the rulers many believed in him, but because of the Pharisees they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in bark and who should not abide in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me 
gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. And what really caught my attention is actually, I mean, that whole passage is really good. Um, It's stuff I want to talk about. But what really has caught my attention this week, and I feel like I have talked about this on the podcast before, or at least I know it's something that has been on my heart in, my, in the past and has stood out to me from going through John. Um, but it's these first two verses here, 42 and 43. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. And I, found it, I find it fascinating and terrifying at the same time that you, it seems that there is the stark contrast. Many, it says, many of the rulers believed in Jesus. They they, they believed in Jesus, the things he said, um, and yeah, they believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess to him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. And I find it very spooky that there can absolutely be this belief in Christ, but if it's lacking in the confession of him, the bold confession of him, no matter the cost of what that looks like in proclaiming Christ, that belief is absolutely worthless. You could believe in Jesus quietly and um, in your like own whatever closet, but if you're afraid of what the world may think of that confession— it's really just a worthless belief. Um, it, it, there needs to be this outward, I say outward, there needs to be a, a vocal or a standing upon the truth of Jesus Christ that says, this is what I believe, this is who Jesus is and why I believe it, and to not back down from that, you know, whether you get thrown out of the church for that or... Um, slapped in the face by somebody on the street, whatever the, the, the case may be, um, that it's, it's to be desired to confess him. Um, just as Jesus confessed the Father, and, and this passage talks about that, Jesus spent his ministry only speaking the words of the Father, the authority that the Father had given him. It all came from the Father. Whatever I speak, it says in, in chapter 50, And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the fathers told me, so I speak. Jesus resided and dwelled on every word that the Father spoke. The Spirit of the Father was Jesus' food and life and water. That's what he, it's what he sourced himself from and how he lived the perfect life was solely on the Father. And our hearts and minds and souls are to be wrapped up in this person of Jesus, that the things that he desires to speak, we speak, that the things he desires to confess, the truth that he desires to share, we desire to share, and that that's not something we back down from. If we truly believe in him and who he is, then that should be it should be our delight to go forth and to proclaim him no matter the cost or um, the fallout that may occur from that. So that has been, it's been 
terribly convicting um, because I realize it's something that I lack very much in my life. The true, just deep, bold confession. I can think of so many times in a day where I honestly, I love the praise of men more than the praise of God, it seems. Um, and that is has been just kind of crushing on my soul recently. As I, um, as first of all, that is just pride in, in just self-seeking and selfish, and it, it's just the height of not surrendering yourself to the Lord is just fearing what people think or will um, do if you say something uh, that may sound foolish. First Corinthians talks about the foolishness of Christ and that. Um, as Christians, our lives should be wrapped up in the foolishness of Christ, that to the world, the things, the truth of Jesus, the gospel, living the life of Christ, or walking in the life of Christ, and all the promises that come with that, those things are foolishness to the world, but it's the foolishness of Christ that is the wisdom of God. Those are the things we should be desiring to walk in. And I I need to I desire the Lord's sanctification process and making me more foolish in front of people that he would strip me of the pride that I have in and trying to hide what I believe. Uh, because truly, I do believe in Jesus. I believe in his words. I believe in the truths of his promises. I desire to grow in intimacy and relationship with him. And I desire other people to grow in those same things. But yet, there is this fear and this hesitancy in the moment to deny all that and say, but it's just, this is just for myself. I, the Lord's still working in this area. I, I don't fully have developed thoughts on the truth of Jesus Christ. When that's, that's just denying the Holy Spirit ability to work. It's in our weaknesses and in the times where we don't have it together that Jesus and the Holy Spirit can sh- can go forth more boldly because it's not of us that this is coming out. In fact, everything in us is screaming no, but our surrender to the Spirit of Christ says, yes, Lord, if you desire me to share whatever this, whatever it may be, it may be something simple, it, it could end up being something profound. However, the Holy Spirit works. It may even be sound, it may even come out foolish and, and instead of, Somebody being, hey, that's a good point, that's good truth, or or whatever. They may say, well, that is the craziest stuff and nonsense I've ever heard in my entire life, um, and then proceed to laugh at you for that. Uh, and uh, that's just, that's what Christ has promised to us who decide to follow of and follow him. But we should receive joy in the confession. Our confession is, that is like a coming back to the place of, where we stake our life in Christ. It's, um, I'm trying to think of a good word or a good analogy. I'm not quite C.S. Lewis and coming up with metaphors and all sorts of pictures. But anyway, it is, it is like a restart, a recharge to your life when you vocally in front of people stand firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and what you believe in. Whether those are believers or non-believers, there's something to that that just electrifies your spirit like this podcast 
uh, for example, um, just the ability to be able to freely um, and just with what I believe the Lord has put in my heart, just share the truth that I'm experiencing in God's word, some of the thoughts and things, even if I don't have them fully thought out. And sometimes I do these podcasts and I just have to pray about it. Like, Lord, I surrender. Whatever I said, I trust you to handle it. Whether people need to forget it or remember it or whether it was well said or it was a powerful truth that I just mumbled through and it just didn't it just was felt weak in my my hands lord i just give that all to you because this is truly your podcast and it it's incredible the the amount of joy um and just like jump start to my soul and spirit that this weekly podcast does and just um and also just having the commitment of saying that i want to speak the truth and be open and um, just have a testimony of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis in my life. And that declaration, it has been so powerful in in humbling and sanctifying to see how Christ has used that to grow me and strengthen me, even in the times that I feel super weak and um, don't even know how I'm going to get through an episode because in and of myself and looking at my own life circumstances, I, do, I feel like the last person on planet Earth that should be delivering a message. Um, and recently, I've been listening to the Bravehearted Voices podcast that is hosted um, by Deeper Christian uh, by, with Nathan Johnson and uh, Ellerslie Discipleship and their kind of coalition to do this uh, this podcast that has all these brave-hearted voices from the past and messages that are bold confessions of Jesus Christ. And I highly recommend you guys jumping on wherever you listen to podcasts and getting into the brave-hearted voices and hearing some of these pillars of men who have boldly spoken the gospel and lived life well, and some still are living life well and boldly preaching the gospel. So... That is something that over the last couple of days I have been spending time in that resource, and I listened to a message on by Leonard Ravenhill. It's actually my first time listening to him, and he was super good. Uh, it was on True Revival, the presence of God, and he talks about uh, our, that God is a consuming fire, and he talks about it a lot, but one of the takeaways for me is God is a consuming fire. If the presence of God is found in you. There should be this presence of fire through Scripture. Um, Leonard Ravenhill goes; he goes through Scripture and he talks about how God is demonstrated to be is likened to a fire in many places. And one specifically is when Abraham and God create a covenant, and God shows up, um, and Abraham has fallen asleep and had this great terror fall upon him right as God walks through the covenant and he shows up as a as a furnace and a torch. And so God and there's a pillar of fire over the tabernacle that got that the presence of God is often defined or often um, what is the word I'm looking for? It's often compared to fire. And that the presence of God in our lives should be a consuming fire that we should be consumed 
by this fire and the things of our life should be being consumed by Christ, that we should be being eliminated slowly through our lives and not sometimes not even slowly, but that our lives should be becoming consumed. We will be letting go of things, surrendering things to feed the fire of God in our lives because he demands all of us and he is going to, he wants all of us and that is going to be just a deeper entering into that fire of of him. And I, I listened to, today I listened to a few, uh, a few different Bravehearted Voices sermons. One was uh, Stephen Manley's The Supply of the Word, um, which talked about, and Jesus came and spoke in Matthew 28, 18, and that Jesus has, Jesus has a word for us in this day and age, that he has purpose something and that we need to be shell-shocked and listen to what Jesus is trying to tell us today um, was kind of the heart of that message. And there's a lot more, and all of these men are vastly superior in their speaking and just uh, knowledge of the Word of God and um, just they're bold and passionate and have fervor. I listen to Art Katz uh, and, and his message, and they crucified him, talking about the cross and how, as Christians, we often ignore or we want to ignore the suffering of Christ and how that is supposed to be related to our own lives. That, And talking about confession, that in taking up the confession of Christ, it will come with a cross. It comes with this uncomfortable suffering. And just like the cross for Christ was the most unbearable, unimaginable. It, at the time, it was the worst torture the Romans and any of the peoples of that day had concocted to bring the person to the point of death, but not quite, and so that the body would be experiencing all these sufferings at various extreme levels, but not allowing uh, a person to go unconscious so that they were just fully in, in, in virtual hell physically and emotionally and mentally as they were being insulted and assaulted with words and abuses. Um, that, was, that was the creation of this torture that Jesus knew and was headed for and understood. And another one uh, I listened to today was Jim Elliott on the resurrection, and it was a great contrast to go to listen to a message on the focused on the cross and a message focused on the resurrection which is that is where the heart of the gospel is because without the resurrection Christ would not have been the son of God and all the truth that Jesus had spoken would have would have been meant nothing because he was not the son of God and so it it would have fallen flat and Jim Elliot talks about, you know, looking in, often we look into the Old Testament to support New Testament passages. And he talks about that's not what the disciples did. Now, granted, they, they were very familiar with the Old, Te Old Testament. And so they were sourcing their writing of the New Testament on the Old Testament scriptures. And he, Jim Elliot makes the point that we often do it vice versa. We look at the old, the New Testament and we go, okay, how can I defend this with the Old Testament? When we should be going, at, I shouldn't say we should, it can be used both ways, but 
there is a great benefit to doing what the disciples did and what Paul did and uh, the followers of Christ is they went to the Old Testament and they read through the Psalms and the prophecies and the, the, the laws of Moses and they found all these places that Jesus could be supported, like the resurrection, this, how the Psalms talk about the resurrection, all these places that um, we just kind of roll through as we're going through Scripture, but having this intentionality to to read the Old Testament with the idea of this is all foundational to the things of the New Testament and that they both require each other. And so that was super interesting. So I'm already going over time, but uh, I'm just I'm just really excited to kind of be entering into this uh, just this discussion over the series of what does a what does living a life set on fire with a confession, a bold confession for Jesus, uh, a heart and a mind that is intentionally pursuing Him and recognizing that all those things don't come by our own strength but it comes all upon the person of Jesus Christ striving in us and through us and for us on our behalf for the Father and that we have been given his spirit that ministers to us daily and that we have been given everything we need to live in this bold confession and have no fear and our daily lives can be centered upon that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. He died. He rose again. He ascended. He's at the right hand of the Father. I have been given promises that I am seated with him, that I've been given everything I need for life and godliness, that I need not fear sin and death or or man because Christ has claimed victory of that through the cross with his sacrifice he triumphed over in resurrection and in his resurrection and as believers in him who have come to the truth and the knowledge of all of this that he has proclaimed and lived out that triumph of the resurrection and the power and authority that he was given in the Father has now been given to us as Christians. We can walk in that triumph and that power and that authority. And it's all because of Jesus. That is the confession. It's This is all because of Jesus. Jesus is the King, the Lord. And, um, man, that what I just said to you through this the safety of this podcast, even though it does go to people who, some people I'm sure I don't know, and uh, some of you I don't, I'm sure I don't know, and some of you I do know, and, but it's still a safe, like to me, it's, it so far I haven't received much um, hate mail from just proclaiming the gospel because I believe it's going to people who are encouraged by it and I'm I'm blessed for that. But I also there is an entire lost and dying world that needs a confession. Um, ben Gingrich, who I did that um, podcast series a couple goes up couple months ago, I guess it was more than that, but anyway, Ben Gingrich, he is such a conviction to me because he has a heart of evangelism that the Lord has totally given him, and he, every time he talks about just how he desires the lost and 
desires to bring others to Christ, I am just tremendously convicted by it as I recognize that I struggle with that area and the Lord is sanctifying me. And it's also a blessing just to recognize that um, some of what my strengths are that Christ has, has blessed me in are not other people's. And just like Ben's strength, I believe fully is one of evangelism. And he has that outward perspective is one the Lord is still sanctifying and growing in me, not that it's not there or that I don't desire it, but that it hasn't come to balance with some of my other ones yet. And so I just, a shout out to Ben, um, just as an encouragement to him because he is a good guy. If you guys think about just praying for him and uh, sometime that would be a blessing as he is a, a just a real pillar in my life. So he is somebody that stands on the confession of Jesus Christ as, as one of my examples and so, yeah, I will continue this conversation in another episode at some point in time. Sorry if you guys could hear our big dog barking in the background of, at various times through this episode, but that's kind of part of the Jacob Williams life. So, yeah, anyway, uh, that was a lighthearted note. I hope you guys have been encouraged by this. I went a little longer today, but I'm so excited and I feel a passion and a fervor for this, and so I'm looking forward to the Lord carrying that through to the rest, to the end of this series that has just kicked off. So thanks for listening, guys, and I look forward to talking and discussing this stuff again with you all next week. Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.